I blanked as to what last week was. Uh, like, come on, Colin. It was uh, comeback. Oh, last week, Sam. Last week, Trotty Mouth was Justin Bieber, and Quinn got her heart broken because she was two timing two guys, and that's what you missed on Glee Boot. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well done. <laughs> One of my weaker. Glee All right. This is Cullen. Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. Welcome to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee. We have a special guest today. Her name is Nicole. Yay. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. A longtime Glee fan slash frenemy, because isn't that all what all Glee fans are? <laughs> a one time. For, I want to clarify that statement. I mean, one time <laughs> Glee fan, current Glee hater. I have to be honest. <laughs> we're past we're past the frenemy stage it's just hate yeah i mean i don't think i had watched an episode like in full since college uh that's a lie uh julia and emily my old roommates would watch it in the apartment but like i hadn't sat down to watch one since college and wow <laughs> that's all i have to say so does that summarize your glee journey um, yeah, I was really into Glee in high school, like, as I think most were, like, during seasons one through three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went to college, and I kind of lost interest. And I, I rewatched it once in college, uh, and then hadn't really watched it since. And then I watched this episode and was appalled. Uh, so you, you rewatched the whole thing in college? Uh, like, yeah, at, like, yeah, at some point my roommate and I, uh, who I did text when I told her I was doing this, my college roommate, because uh, we had watched the whole thing together and she told me that she often does that, uh, <gasps> which wow. was wild to hear. She yeah. has, she has done that, uh, again. I don't think she's watched it all the way through like we did, but she said, uh, Whenever our other college roommate comes over to visit, they kind of like hate watch it together. Cool. Mm-hmm. So. Approve of yeah. this pastime. Yeah. If anything, Glee has created a community of both Gleeks and people who now hate it. Yeah. So it's great. I I was once a Gleek, but I think I'm a hate watcher now. <laughs> now I just want the world to know Nicole's response when I asked about uh, Glee Buzzfeed quizzes. <laughs> Uh, none of them are my best friends or my boyfriends. I I feel confident in that response. <laughs> I, she would be the only one who takes this quiz and, is, and it comes up absolutely no results. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we drinking today? I have a Francis Ford Coppola 2016 Sonoma Valley Cabernet and it's delicious. Ooh. Ooh. I'm drinking coffee. Nice. <laughs> well done. Well done. What did you concoct, Alyssa? I have created a drink which I am calling a Santana sugar bomb. Oh, oh. nice. It has coconut milk, rum, uh, cream de cocoa, brown sugar, maple syrup, and ice. How is it? It's so sugary. I love it. I love maple syrup and every I was dying to have something sweet. This is kicking my sweet tooth. Oh my god. Wow. That's a great name though. <laughs> 
I'm having what I would call a Lima Heights adjacent. Oh, very Santana-esque over there. <laughs> I, it's a mix of strawberry lemonade and a lime white claw. Uh-huh. So it's Lima Heights. Get it. <laughs> Interesting it's, combo. <laughs> it's delicious. It is really good. I had one last night. Yeah. Um, so we need to talk about some Glee news. Um, because even my mother texted me about this. Everyone's been sending this to me. <laughs> this has been also popping up on my feed, which is kind of weird because Google knows everything that I do with my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. They're tracking you. All mm-hmm. of us, really. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so Leah Michelle is canceled, apparently. <laughs> HelloFresh canceled her. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So Leah Michelle tweeted something about George Floyd, just like a standard celebrity tweet of like, this is horrible, uh, support of the Black Lives Matter community. And Samantha Ware, uh, Glee 6, season 6 co-star, was like, remember when you threatened to shit in my wig and a bunch of other traumatic microaggressions? Um, and uh, other Glee stars like Alex Newell and Amber Riley and Melissa Benoist like replied and liked the tweet. So, uh, we're okay. I am unfamiliar with the actual real names of people except for Leah Michelle because you guys talk about her all the time. Okay, so you haven't met Melissa Benoist or Alex Newell, or I haven't met this other person either. I don't think I've ever seen this person, I don't think I got that far. So, um Mercedes. Mercedes. So I'm, I'm assuming that because of the whole context of this conversation, the people who replied to her about microaggressions were people of color. Not all of them. Melissa Benoist is white. And Heather Morris piped in, and it was very wishy-washy. I, I can't tell heads or tails of it, um, but she plays Brittany. So yeah, everyone kind of had a thing, and what I'm really getting out of this is that Anytime someone says something more about it, it just gets worse. And then it's like, okay, I think Leah Michelle's canceled. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I mean, she's not going to be in the Glee boot, right? I don't think she was going to be in the Glee boot. I think she's probably past this part of her life. Yeah, can we, let's just fingers crossed that if she was planning on it, she's now canceled. Uh, Yeah, what Samantha Ware tweeted was truly awful what Leah Michelle which she said Leah Michelle did to her. And then I don't know if you read Leah Michelle's, um, I'm putting a quotation mark around apology because it wasn't yeah. really an apology. It was, it was like, was, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah and she it was, literally said that, kind of. Yeah, so I don't want to call that an apology because it didn't really feel like an apology at all. She didn't take uh, any ownership of her poor and terrible behavior. So what I'm getting here is that Lee Michelle is a real life Rachel Berry. She's she's a lot of this stuff is kind of coming off that she's a diva. Like apparently when she was really young and she was in um, a show, some girl who was like her stand in or understudy yeah. literally complained of like verbal abuse when they were like kids. And it's it's um it's a lot. Yeah, I've heard it was a D. Di- she's been a diva for a while. Principal Figgins defended her, yes. and the guy who play- and the guy who plays Brody defended her. Um, yeah, well, you we already know yet. Principal Figgins is a terrible person. So. <laughs> the actor is not. We don't. We can't say this for sure. But Principal Figgins, yes. Well, Cohen said Principal Figgins. True. 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 
What if it was like Principal Figgins' Twitter account was like, I think Rachel Berry, she was a great student. Yeah. Who's this Leah Michelle character? Exactly. So yeah, Leah Michelle. Uh, basically, what Heather Morris had said and Amber Riley kind of implied that she's not necessarily a racist, she's just a shitty person. She's hard to work with, I think is what yeah. someone kind of said. Um, and it, But as Amber Riley, Mercedes pointed out, she's like, people are literally dying right now. This is the last thing I really want to talk about. She had said, I believe, yeah. like, I don't care about Leah Michelle drama, I think was the quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Hannah, did you play Glee Bingo? I did. I have to find it, but I'm pretty sure I got two bingos. Again, loose interpretation. What? Yeah, I got two bingos. We didn't get any. What? I know, crazy. Yeah. Again, but loose the, interpretation. The you crawl out of your skin box was checked 15 times. I actually, <laughs> I did not check that, and I should have, but I still didn't get the third bingo. You didn't um, crawl out of your skin at all during this episode. <laughs> I have direct, I have two and a half full pages of notes with direct quotes of things that I thought was <laughs> in crawl worthy. I I definitely crawled out of my skin, but I think I just like was so focused on finding other things because I always mark it. I mark shoes face and I mark that first. Like those those are like those are my <laughs> those are my free spaces. I have two free spaces on this board. Let's be very clear. All right, so you got two bingos. Nice. Yeah, and I win having watched an episode of Glee. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So let's get into Blame It on the Alcohol. Oh, boy. Um, this episode is pretty easy to summarize. There's three main plots. There's the Glee Club, there's Mr. Schuster, and Rachel and Blaine and Kurt. So it's Alcohol Awareness Week at McKinley High. Principal Figgy Fig is concerned that a bunch of students are showing up drunk and there have been like six suspensions that week. So he wants the Glee Club to perform a song about alcohol awareness um, because the radio glorifies it. He said, ask any song by rapper Key Money Sign Ha. (laughs) Key Dollar Sign Ha, yeah. I don't stand for Kesha Slander. Uh, Me either. I was already already very upset so early in when he was demonizing Kesha it's like like watching Lee is like opening up a time capsule like a lot of people were demonizing her for all this kind of stuff and now obviously we have like hindsight to understand like what she was going through so yeah I was also like how dare you talk about Kesha like that um also Shu literally said this has never happened before and I was like do you not remember April Rhodes getting your students drunk in the middle of the school day <laughs> like that definitely happened he also yeah. figgins called it an epidemic and i was like this is too close to home i can't uh, <laughs> okay yeah this has nothing to do with anything um hindsight <laughs> i was really just really focused on the word hindsight where does it come from is it because you're looking behind you oh you mean like actual like etymology yes yeah <laughs> oh i thought you were talking about like um no it maybe? like completely distracted me oh gosh i don't know drink, guys maybe because yeah. here are called we used to be called hinds and they can almost like see behind them 
Because they can hear noises. Well, I went to Deer also, but there, but like hindsight, what what makes hindsight special? That when a deer looks behind it, it can see its own butt. But we use, we use <laughs> but we use hindsight as in like you get into the future and then you look back and you're like, oh yeah. So I, I yeah, see that. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> It makes no sense. This is why I was so distracted, and I had to bring everyone's, like, focus onto this idiotic side track that we're on. And that was this week's etymology corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they're going to perform a song for the assembly about alcohol. And this can only Uh, go well. Yes, like all their past performances. Nothing says alcohol awareness like a Glee Club performance. I literally wrote, <laughs> WTF does the Glee Club have to do with all of this? <laughs> so Puck asks Rachel, he hears that her parents aren't home, her dads aren't home, they're on a Rosie O'Donnell cruise. <laughs> and Puck asks if, she, if Rachel will host a party because her parents being gone is just something a guy like him likes to know and you're just like "Mm." question mark gross but also Mm -hmm. does he mean it in terms of like hooking up with her or does he mean it's like he likes to start parties i guess does he mean it does he mean it that like when people's parents are gone and if they have rich parents i was gonna say good time to case the place (laughs) (laughs) yeah the joint That was probably yeah. a deleted scene. We do know he's already been to Juvie. Yeah. He calls Rachel a Jewish American princess. Didn't like that. Um, and he asks if she'll throw a party. She says no. Um, but then uh, Rachel's attempts at songwriting don't go so well. She has Finn come to hear her song. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot this song existed. <laughs> I did, too. I wrote dialogue worse than I remember. And then... Yeah. Headman question mark? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's right up there with where's my hairbrush, guys. Anyone remember that? Vegetales? No. Yeah. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Yeah. Um... Oh, where, 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 where? Wow, that drink is strong. <laughs> I, I do have another comment about the fact that Finn goes, that he says he doesn't know who Carol King is. I he, said that too. I was like, what? <laughs> She's not even referencing like very specific Broadway people like in true Rachel Berry fashion. I was like, you, you know who Carol King is. Yeah, she's like classic, like folk. Rock. I don't know who Carol King is. Oh my what? gosh. Carol King is I, amazing. I was right that when Finn said that, I literally said out loud, I'm right there with you, Finn. You gotta look her up. I feel like... What? Have I you ever like seen Gilmore Girls? Have I ever done what now? Have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? Isn't the theme song the Carol King song? Yeah, well, I've seen Gilmore Girls, but why would I associate that with someone that I've never met called Carol King? Because she sings the theme song. It's so? I just like... I just always... Gilmore Girls is the first that I guess that's like showing well a little I know, but like Carol King is also when I hear Carol King I think of Gilmore Girls. It's literally hard enough for me to remember everybody's name who I deal with them <laughs> like interactively on a daily basis. Like, she has I got a limited space for names. I gotcha. Yeah. 
So I guess his, his line of dialogue wasn't so far-fetched. Yeah, I did not know who Carol King was when I was 16. Uh, that's... Okay, yeah, that's true. I guess, like... I forget, because they're full-grown adults. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're Like, I literally wrote, like, Rachel's take on write what you know is literally every undergrad creative writing class I've ever been in. And I was <laughs> dying. Everyone's head- first short story. <laughs> My headband is my favorite Glee original. Um, it's iconic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she sings a song about her headband, and Finn is like, I mean, songs are usually more emotional and good. <laughs> and she's like, I need to loosen up more. I've never even had a drink. And then Finn underhandedly says, that must be why I never could get past second base with you. Gross. I, I had to like pause for a moment and think about exactly what he was saying because it it came out of his mouth and I was like, wait, what just came out of his mouth? Yeah. It's problematic, much like everything. Very shocking. In the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Rachel uh, decides to throw a party. The other Glee Club kids are all talking to each other on the phone. They're like, are you going? I'm not sure. It sounds awful. But they'll go if each other goes. Did anyone... Is this the scene where they're all on the phone and it's yeah. split screen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did anyone do that? Anyone? Call each other in high school? I called my friends in high school. During high school? Like, in I the mean, middle of the probably. day? <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I went to a small school, but, like, I could have. I don't know. I was obsessed with, the fl- like, the slidey phones. I couldn't get past anything else. <laughs> I don't remember calling Fair. people. I just remember texting people or not calling people. Like, <laughs> deliberately not calling people. <laughs> wow. Aggressive. Fair. No, 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 no. Hannah, that's passive aggressive. True, 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 true. <laughs> So Rachel Berry has a party. <laughs> In like this Victorian nightgown. <laughs> what was that dress? What was that dress? And her eyeshadow matches. I, I can't. I also, one of my favorite lines of that entrance is Blair saying, don't worry, I'm not a warbler. I'm not even wearing my uniform. I was like, it's Saturday night. Why would you be wearing your high school uniform? Which literally means a weird line. He said it. I was like, wow, no one was expecting you to show up to a Saturday night function in your high school uniform. Yeah. He is very weird. There were a lot of, um, in this whole sequence, there were some great, like, one-liners that I love. Uh, so let's yeah. just like dive right into this. Besides like the drink tickets, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's offering drink tickets for two wine coolers. <laughs> and like Brittany is sitting on something. She's like, no one sit on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany was sitting on the dryer. <laughs> um, and so they're having a, par- a party in their finished Oscars basement for their Oscars party. There's a stage because she likes to give impromptu performances. Um, and yeah, so people, it's a kind of a lame party. So people are leaving. Tina says they have dinner plans. Quinn is upset because uh, Santana and Sam are making out. 
I yeah. didn't. I blocked out of my mind that Santana and Sam ever dated on this show. I was wildly shocked when I when that was revealed when I started watching this episode. I have no recollection of that happening first time around. The only thing I remember will happen in an episode or two, and I don't want to spoil it. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. truly iconic. Oh God! Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. My parents didn't even... I don't remember them both being gone at the same time, really. Is that a thing that happened? They they were not comfortable leaving us alone. It happens, I think, on TV more often than it happens in real life. I feel like I had been... Are you talking about high school parties with no parents? Well, I guess maybe. I don't know. Most of the high school parties I knew about were like the parents knew that they were happening. I I went to a lot where like the parents knew that like a party was happening, but I also I feel like I went to like a few where like parents left their children home alone. I know that is like more of a TV trope, but I do think that actually happened. Mm, interesting. I uh, I especially love Finn's sort of like mean girls moment where he breaks down everyone in the room. I thought that was um, a was that steal right from Mean Girls. So I was so pissed off. He was like, "Okay, get ready for the breakdown," and then he only for... gives tropes to girls. And yep. I was waiting for him get to move ready on to the for guys. my straight white it man perception not, of it women. I was so mad. I was like ready for it. Ugh. And then he was like, and Rachel, you're so, Rachel, you're so annoying, was not how I also thought he was going to finish that. Right. Like, oh, wow, this is interesting and problematic. Yeah, he, he breaks down all the women into like happy drunks like Mercedes and Tina, angry drunks like Quinn and Lauren, weepy drunks like Santana, and... What was the other stripper? Stripper like Brittany. You know, what, what was that? Why did they make Brittany get naked for that entire sequence? There was like people doing shots off her body. It was a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. And then and they then... play spin the bottle, and it gets <laughs> better? Question mark. Okay. I've never wanted to play Spin the Bottle, but I told this to Colin last night. I legit want to play Spin the Bottle. I think it's because I've been cooped up too long. Oh, interesting. You don't want well, to there's play only spin two the of you in the house. And also, <laughs> there's a pandemic still happening. <laughs> I know. No, wait. That's not what I said. No, I said, you... I freaking reversed it. God damn it. What, what is... I said was, I've always kind of wanted to play, but now I don't want to play because of Corona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what's happening here? No, no, no. But we did discuss wanting to go out and drink and party and get sloshed. Yeah. This episode did the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It like, yeah. I was like, I want to be drunk. Yes, Same. exactly. I was Same. watching it. I was like, I want to be socially drunk with people. I know. I want to just like go out to a bar and sit and talk and have appetizers. I want to go to Applebee's and get two for ones and get drunk and eat appetizers. Oh my goodness. I do love an appetizer. Love an appetizer. Love to see it. 
They're playing Spin the Bottle, Blaine and Rachel kiss, and it is quite a long, passionate kiss. So that's where my first one-liner happens. She calls him Blaine Warbler, which I thought was really funny. And then she goes, your face tastes awesome. I was like, what? I thought that was terrific. The party sequence is, despite Finn's misogyny, is a, is a fun time. It's also like such a, like you said earlier, time capsule of the time with like a G6 playing. Oh um, gosh, yeah. That was like such a specific like 2011, I think. Yeah. Song yeah. that I was like instantly taken back to high school. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. I had a friend that used to always say she'd walk down the aisle to that song and then she didn't when she got married. And forever <laughs> Did you call her out? You should have. <laughs> I was like... Taylor, where's like a G6? She's like, I'm not doing that at my wedding. She's like, I'm an adult now. I think Taylor made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, cheers to Taylor for that one. Um, yeah, it was definitely a time capsule. And I loved how when they were, so Blaine and Rachel do karaoke, I guess, or they yeah. duet. Uh, I just blanked what's the name of the song. Uh, Don't You Want Me. Don't You Want Me. Don't You Want Me, Baby. And in the background, Tina is just having a good time dancing. And I'm like, Tina's always having a good time. I loved when, like, <laughs> Tina and Mike were making out and Mercedes was watching. She was like, oh, my gosh. I thought that was really funny. But they're, like, Blaine and Rachel, their, like, singing chemistry was electric. I was having a great time. It was great. I crossed off They Sing a Bop on the on the yeah. bingo board. 80s song oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. a bop. Yeah. Yes, this is definitely the 80s song, yeah. I also, yeah. I, um, I definitely reuse those harmonies when I hear the song and I sing along to it. So fun fact. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my uh, Glee covers that I actually like playlist. When you throw better harmonies from covers in on the original song when you're singing along. Yeah, so then they're all at school on Monday, and they're still hungover, question mark? Oh, wait, before that, are we are we just doing the Rachel party thing? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, uh, there's a Blaine and Kurt moment, too. But I I, is this that. in the coffee shop? Because I would love to get into that. No, before that. Oh. Blaine, Blaine's, Blaine is oh, yeah, at yeah. Kurt's house. He sleeps over. Yeah, and Mr. <laughs> Bert Hummel is surprised to see Blaine in the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yike. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think he would have been surprised to see anyone in the bed, but possibly this was just, like, a double whammy. Yeah, parents yeah. would be, in general, surprised. At least mine would be. I don't know about other people's. Like, on a school night, I think my parents would be like, yeah. what, what's happening here? Like, I, if I was spending the night at a friend's house on school night, it was only my friend who lived five minutes from the school and we would walk there. But, like, other than that, absolutely not. Let alone a love interest. I did have, I did have like, school night sleepovers, I think. Oh, lucky. But did your parents know about them? I or mean, were you yeah. Just running I, around willy-nilly? I definitely... Was a lot of my tactics with getting my parents to say yes to like sleepovers and having people over would me be showing up to my house with people and being like, surprise, 
So, like, I could also see myself doing what Kurt did, which was just bringing my friend home uh, with me. So, I did. That wasn't shocking because I probably did, but (laughs) I don't. I don't know. You had much more of a party life than I did in high school. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. So they're all at school. They're still hungover, even though it's Monday, which is not really. I don't think that's how it works, but I don't know if I've I've been that oh, hungover ever. That would have to be like the mother of all ha- of all hangovers. Like that would have to be the worst hangover for them to be that hungover on Monday morning after going out Saturday night. They would have had I to have, have never... alcohol poisoning, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually been able to. Yeah, so I've gotten drunk to the point where I'm still drunk the next morning, but never to the point where I'm hungover oh my gosh. that far. Never had a know. hangover? Oh, I've had hangovers, but not when I... Oh. That's recent. I didn't ever used to get them when I was younger. Yeah, me. That's And I'm never. not even that old. Like, we're not even that old. I, and I was like, oh, I remember <laughs> when I used to not get hangovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was like three years ago. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> I think grad school is what really did it to me. The hangovers. <laughs> mm, yeah. I remember almost throwing up when I was hungover right before class and the next and the stall next to me turned out to be my professor. Wow. <laughs> this was in grad school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went out to tits with my RAs because it was one of their twenty first birthdays. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> The best thing about Boston was you didn't have to have a DD. Yeah. Because there's no rules in Boston. No, because you could walk. Because nobody had a car and you walked everywhere and you took you take an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, public transportation probably wouldn't have been good if you were staying up all night because it closes. closes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time in undergrad when they when I was an undergrad in Boston that they were like testing out the late night. that would like stay open till like four maybe or three I don't know but I remember once getting on at Alston like after going to I Uh I went to undergrad in Boston there was a frat party in Alston getting on the tea at like two in the morning and it was more crowded than the morning commute uh so I feel like I don't think like the late night service lasted long that's so funny dang Wow. That's crazy. It's a college town, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's like seven, ten. I don't even know how many. So many. Colleges. Yeah. Colleges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven, <laughs> ten people. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, like, there's like a dozen people there. Uh, just like there's about a dozen people in the Glee Club, and they're all still <laughs> drunk. Good segue. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Artie rolls in, and he's like, Bloody Marys, y'all. I hate when he does that voice. He does this, like, affectation that I do not care for. And he uh, offers them Bloody Marys because the alcohol will make their hangovers better. That's not really how it works, right? And he gets the tomato juice in the Bloody Mary. It's also the alcohol. Like, if you give yourself a little bit of alcohol when you're, like, hungover. Because, like, when you're hungover, you're sort of, like, detoxing if you give yourself a little bit of alcohol, that's why they call it hair of the dog. Like, it sort of uh, revives you a little bit. Um, what does hair of the dog have to do with anything? 
It's a weird saying. So it's hair of the dog that bit you, right? So like yeah. you're taking rabies. what made you. No, not rabies. It's <laughs> well, you need to have hair. You need hair. To have... Hair well, then, of the dog. Why wouldn't they say venom of the snake? I'm sure that's probably a phrase somewhere too, but it's hair of the dog. We're not getting into etymology this episode. I can't. It's it's because of a witch's spell that involved the hair of the dog. It's how Sam turned from a golden retriever into a real boy. And that well, happened. Not nonsense. That happened off screen. Yeah. Um. So they perform. Well, they start. Artie starts singing. Blood on the alcohol, and then it cuts to the choir room, or the, not the choir room, the auditorium, but they're singing Blame It on the Alcohol with like rotating club chairs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that they just had handy at high school. Yeah, the production yeah. value is bananas, but the best thing is like this is literally a rehearsal for what they're going to sing at the assembly. So, like, they had ordered all these props and done all the lighting beforehand. Like, that's sort of like the concept if you don't believe in the guise of glee. And so that is like even funnier to me. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm obsessed. Uh, so yeah, again, another song where I will use the harmonies when I hear the actual song. And I also find this cover to be a certified bop. Whoa. Hot take. Hot take. That is, that, actually, that is a hot take. I, I love the cover. Don't love the context, but I like <laughs> listening to it. Um, seeing the context just made me laugh and then uncomfortable. I kind of quickly scrolled through most of the song. I'm not going to lie. I just like would bop around, watch five seconds, fast forward. <laughs> I didn't watch it in, in, in total. I do that with a lot of slow songs. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then afterwards, Mr. Shu is all like, oh, some of you guys actually came across as drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Whoa. that Rachel opens with, uh, first of all, that vest is very cute. I was like, Rachel, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> And she says to Mike Chang, like, do you ever tell you how awesome you are? And Tina just, like, guides him away. <laughs> Over here. So Tina starts crying after she was like, yeah, alcohol poisoning and people die from it. And she starts crying and I laughed because I'm like, I don't know why that's funny. Yeah, because it's Alcohol Awareness Week. And what I think Pucker Santana said, and I'm aware that alcohol is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, but Santana crying was pretty funny. But what they end up doing for the assembly is a song by Key Dollar Sign Huh. <laughs> uh, this song is a certified bop in its yes. own right. And then I didn't hate Britney's rendition of it, I will say. I thought it was really close to the original. Like, I had yeah. a really hard time really discerning between them. She had, yeah, like, a very touch of quality to mm-hmm. her voice. She has one of my favorite Glee lines. Kesha's been a culture icon for weeks, and I just really want to do her justice. Yeah, which, again, felt like a slight, because I'm like, how dare you say that about Kesha? I know. But I just Again, a time it's, it's so good. In high school, I had a friend, and this was my friend that tended to know things about music. She told me that Kesha's was Mick Jagger's daughter, and I believed her. <gasps> Oh my god, that's so funny. I believe I have heard that before too. Like someone was spreading that rumor across state lines from Michigan to the line. The line in the song uh, about McDagger. Uh, is that why yeah. people said that? Maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. 
I have definitely heard that too, though. I remember. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but Rachel gives them this really gross concoction of what's left in her dad's liquor cabinet. She puts Ew. Oreos in it. Like, what? Yeah, I have it's no idea. That was a weird plot device used. They could have just brought, like, any kind of alcohol. I don't know why that was the that was like the decision made. Also, wasn't the point of like Rachel even breaking into the liquor cabinet using Puck that Puck would replace everything? So that if she went through what mm-hmm. was left, did they replace it? We'll never like, know. Or did she get like fucking yelled at when her parents came home? Well, we're never going to see the consequences of this party at all. We're never going to so... see the consequences of barely anything ever. Because it's yeah, Lee. Yeah. Quite literally nothing. You're not going to see any consequences for any of the problematic things they do throughout the series. And then, again, the target audience is like teens, young adults, sometimes children. So a fun thing to keep in mind. Guess what? There are no consequences for anything ever. Addendum, there are consequences. That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Rachel, like, Brittany is all like, I don't feel so good. And Rachel's like, just power through it. And they're doing the assembly. (laughs) Coach Beats is singing along. uh, And then Brittany throws up on Rachel. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be just like Pitch Perfect. And then it wasn't quite, but I was satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) And then Santana throws up, and Brittany's just like, please drink responsibly. (laughs) That was honestly really, really clever. Even though, like, she didn't mean it to be clever. Like, obviously, like, when we get to, like, the consequences or the outcome of this. But, like, I was like, that's actually really a really good line to end that whole sequence (laughs) with. I was actually surprised at some writing wit there. I accidentally threw up on my friend. In oh my god! School. Oh, wait, in, grade, in grade school. school. I thought in you were meant like recently from you alcohol and everything. <laughs> yeah, this friend was Cullen, and it was twenty five minutes ago. <laughs> we had too many Lionel Heights Jackson. <laughs> I was not drinking in grade school, for the record. Thank god. I was just sick, and oh. we were on the bus, and I got motion sick, and I threw up. All over my best friend who's sitting right next to me. Aww. Aww. Are you guys still or, friends? What? No. Oh. I think probably, I feel like everyone's probably gotten sick at school at some point, so it's okay. I mean, I don't think I've ever thrown up on someone, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... it was in the middle of winter and she was wearing like a one piece snowsuit. So. Oh, all she had was just all that over, thing off. Yeah, it was all over her snowsuit. Oh, God. So, wow. I think I was in third grade. Oh, you were just a little thing. I was a baby. Oh. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, So, Figgins calls the Glee Club and Mr. Shoe into the choir, into his office, and he's like, those special effects were amazing. Like, we've had no... <laughs> Go off. He's so stupid. Like, how could he? Like, he always believes the worst out of everybody when it comes down to it. But then something like this, he's like, oh my God, special effects. Like, what? No. Like, you literally. Whatever. I'm over it. 
doesn't like will as a teacher have an obligation to be like actually they were drinking yeah Yeah, like isn't that what a teacher is supposed to do there are a lot of things a teacher is supposed to do that shu just doesn't and then they shouldn't do that he does which (laughs) we'll get to in a little bit yeah he sucks um so we think there are gonna be consequences and then there are none they get half off frozen yogurt (laughs) coupons i kind of wish it was breadsticks that would have been better but breadsticks (laughs) is probably a little bit more pricey less coupons yeah and afterwards she was like i knew that you guys were drinking I'm ashamed of you guys. We're gonna make a vow: no drinking till nationals. Which what? What does that mean? He's condoning it after nationals. Yes. Yep, that's exactly what it means. Because what? then Finn goes, "What about after nationals?" And he just smiles. And he I'll says, buy the sparkling cider. Yeah. Uh, chuckle, chuckle. Fuck you, shoe. Also, he literally Such a bad person. he gives them this pledge, right? And at the top of it is his phone number. He's like, anytime that you're out partying, essentially, like, call me and I'll come pick you up. And I'm like, one, it's inappropriate to give your students your phone number. And two, it's also going to be considered inappropriate if you're picking up students and, like, hauling them to places. Like, there are a lot of rules against that. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, you can't do that. Like, the sentiment, I'm like, I was like, okay, the sentiment behind it, I understand. But if you separate that and understand he's a teacher, he's completely breaking a bunch of rules. Yeah, there are a ton of rules. And I have known teachers that cared too much and got into shit, tons of trouble for it. Like, were fired because they did something that they thought was going to help a student but it was outside the realm. It was it was it it was um, not towing the line. They stepped past the line. Right. You know. The last thing I ever want in my car is a drunk minor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never want to be alone with a drunk minor. Like Just, unless that kid is yours and you're picking and them you're... up from from a party or wherever. Like yeah. If like, you're some sort of like school official or teacher, like like unfortunately, if you do want to help that person, you. You can't, because there's going to be just Major a bunch of... Sh- a, yes. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but when he gives him his phone number, Sam is like, awesome. So I'm like, what dank memes is Sam going to be sending Mr. Schuster? <laughs> I don't understand. Why does Sam want his phone number? Why? Yeah, that's my bigger question. <laughs> so that's basically the end of like the alcohol awareness storyline. We'll get to Mr. Schuster later. Um, Do we have to? (laughs) But I think we we have a a lot to say about the next storyline, so I want to get to there first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So after they kiss, Rachel gets drunk on another night on some rosé and asks Blaine out. She's literally becoming like a rosé mom, and I (laughs) laughed so hard. I thought that was really funny, but also really sad. Yeah, and she says, you're so cute in your little j- jacket, and she asks him out, and Blaine says yes, and Kurt is all like, but you're gay. I have Kurt, a lot to say about this second. Yeah, Kurt bears the burden of a lot of issues within the LGBTQ community, and like that tweet says, I have quote-unquote respect for Glee in covering every issue but doing them all poorly. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, well, 
I, as a bisexual woman, I have a lot of thoughts about uh, this whole section. Uh, I did write down the exact quote he said to uh, Blaine about bisexuality, which appalled me to my core, uh-huh. uh, sure. in which he said, bisexual is a term gay guys in high school use when they want to hold hands with girls and want to feel normal for a change. Uh, I... I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, like, what the fuck? The, yeah, it was, I was shocked because I have no recollection. Like, when I watched this the first time, I guess I did not pick up on this storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really hated it. Uh, and I hate that he was, like, demonizing his friends for exploring his sexuality, trying yeah. I, I just could not. The biphobia was real. Oh, Do you yeah. feel erased? I think Hannah's officially erased. Are you also erased, Nicole? <laughs> by this bisexual erasure? I just could not. I could not. I could not. I just was so upset, too, that also, like, I guess we'll get into it later, but, like, the resolution of the story was, like, Kurt is in the right, is what it felt yep. like. Which, and Ugh. I was so pissed off by that. I could not believe. It very easily rewards Kurt for being like, no, you're definitely gay. You're just like sneaking back into the closet for a little bit kind of thing. It's, uh, I I hate it. Was was 2011 a time in which people thought that like there was not a spectrum of sexuality? I mean, it's an issue. Like I think in the LGBTQ community right now, still Mm -hmm. like, uh, that there is still some biphobia within the community. So, I mean, mm-hmm. probably also then as well, but I could not believe that that was a plot line. Yeah, I don't really know how... Because, like, I didn't really get into understanding the spectrum and those kind of ideas until I was in college. So, like, I don't really know what the sort of normal everyday discourse was about the spectrum that's a really good question Alyssa. i'm not really yeah, sure I, if it was I more in the open no or not no clue yeah and i just know kurt is a huge jerk to blaine about it and blaine kind of calls him out like the fact that you won't let me explore who i am is like you're not being a good friend and like so blaine leaves doesn't he compare Kurt to Karofsky. Karofsky. Yes. yes. He definitely does that. I think that like we like I said, like Kurt really bears the burden of a lot of like toxic nature that happens in the community. And then we do have this other voice that's sort of competing against it, which I think is is good and important. But then the way the rest of it unfolds is really like mm-hmm. really problematic. I agree. It's um I'm glad Blaine was pushing back against him, but then, like you said, the way it it resolves itself is so not the way it should have. That it was just very problematic. The way that, like, the show makes a stance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's a brief scene with Kurt and his dad where Kurt's talking about it, and then. His dad is like, hey, having you let me know if, like, don't have someone sleep over without my permission. And Kurt's like, well, Finn could have a sleepover. And he's like, yeah, but Finn couldn't have a girl sleepover. 
and then Kurt is asked his dad to educate himself on sex, gay sex, just so he could have someone to go to. Um, but I just thought Kurt was really smarmy towards his dad and still ended up getting to be in the right. I think, I don't even think Bert, at least how I was reading it, is that I didn't really think Bert was so focused on the fact that it was another boy, but the fact that, like, he didn't tell him that, like, hey, yeah. I'm having this person sleep over. And because it's like, okay, this is someone you may be romantically attracted to, just the way he said, like, because Kurt was the one who brought up Puck, but it was Bert who was like, but I wouldn't let Finn have a girl over. Like, he would have to ask me. So I think I think there's some nuance happening in that scene, which is, I think, really interesting. But yeah, I agree. Like, Kurt kind of got a little smart with his dad. But at the end, him being like, hey, like, maybe you should educate yourself, I think was also really valid, too. It was valid, and it was also funny. That was That was high comedy for me. <laughs> just just Bert's the look on Bert's face when he realized what Kurt was asking him to do. His he had like an eyebrow like raised. It was like yeah. And he had the souffle behind him and this whole yeah. baking scene. Yeah, I agree. It is nice that they're having them as more of a family. Like Blaine was all like, It's so great that Finn and Kurt are brothers when he was drunk. And he's like, yeah, You're okay, so but- tall. <laughs> We haven't seen them all in one house together. True. We haven't seen any family scenes. Yeah, but it's a little better than before when it was like, do they even live together? Like, how do they not know that? <laughs> I thought Kurt lived in the basement, and then all of a sudden he's, like, upstairs. So I don't know if, like, maybe Finn's in the basement now. I don't know what's happening. Didn't they get a new house? Oh, did they, they got a new bed? Yeah, I think they did, because <sighs> they were they were like, oh, we're going to get married, and we're going to get, we're going to find a new place to live so you can both have your own rooms. Holy shit. How did I not remember that? And you did. You're paying so much closer attention. I don't know, Hannah. I've gotten lax. I could have made it up. (laughs) True. Cohen, is she right? (laughs) Yeah, she's right. (laughs) She could have conned me right there. I would have believed it. (laughs) She, she She right. I'm a confidence woman. You are. So Blaine and Rachel have their date and Kurt stops by to help Rachel clean up after the party to ask about it and says some more biphobic things and is all like, you're going to date many confused men, Rachel. And she's like, we have a lot in common. Before that, like he, she's like describing the date and she's like, yeah, we went to go see this. And like, we dress up as the characters and he goes, that's not gay at all. And I was like, okay, okay, sure. Yeah. Kurt was just being gross. Um, and Rachel is like, we had a lot in common. And he's like, said by many a hag about many a gay. Oh, rough. Oh, I missed that line. And I... Oh. I you were furiously writing notes. <laughs> I must have been, because I didn't hear that line. I would have written that down. <laughs> yeah. I just... Yeah. It was... I. It was a confusing... I don't, the, the arc of, like, Blaine questioning his sexuality was fine. It was the way that they went about it that was so confusing to me. Uh, it happened in the span of maybe 15 minutes of screen time. 
and he wasn't even there half of the time. It was focused. Yeah, on it was. It was well. That, it was like it was Kurt. focused on Rachel and Kurt. That's why I was so confused. I was like, this mm-hmm. is this is like supposed to be lame story. Well, because you know, it's not bisexual people who decide if they're bisexual. It's other people in other yeah, sides of the spectrum. According, according to Glee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta the love wonderful, it. The wonderful world of Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. Um, so then they make a wager where Rachel is like, I'll kiss him when we're sober and see what he thinks. Um, and so they're at the coffee shop and she just walks up to Blaine and kisses him. Without his consent. Without his consent. She does sometimes. (laughs) People do, but. And Blaine is just like, oh, wow. I'm super gay. The gayest that's ever been gay. I'm, I'm a gay and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you hold my place in line? Which was so weird. He had just gotten in line, and then she kissed him. I wonder if he was going to, like, wash his wash face. Wash it out. I, I, think no they, I think they just, again, wanted to make Blaine's story about Kurt and Rachel, so they were like, can we get Blaine out of the scene? Yeah. It was yeah. so weird. That's really the well, only reason why that happened. She goes up to kiss him? I would have been so fucking mad if someone did right. that to me. Yeah. I'm, I was actually really surprised that he wasn't like, what are you doing? Yeah. that nope. Like, he should have taught both of them a lesson. Yeah. 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 Because then Rachel's all just like, I had a relationship with a man who was gay. That songwriting gold. Nice. So glad he could be an object for you. I wrote that songwriting gold question mark. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I you know just... all those great songs about women dating gay men. I just was so confused why, like, that was just such a, I didn't understand why that was her response. Is she she searching for tragedy or something? She wants to live. That was her thing. She's like, I gotta live more. And then I guess this is living. She had a uh, (laughs) two-day relationship. Not even really a relationship. Just they went on one date. That was kind of it. So all she was thinking about while she was trying to have a relationship with someone was about her songwriting? That's like right. the sign of a psychopath, is it not? Hey, I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> She's functioning, so... That's uh, just so strange. I yeah. mean, you really only have to worry about the non-functioning psychopaths of society. I Maybe I'm being too harsh on the psychopath but that's just like that when I came I came out of left field I was like I forgot she was trying to write a song that had nothing to do with the rest of the episode Kurt's face though at the very end is very like proud he's very like yes I won and it's like yeah that's why I had a huge problem with it because he was like there's he's like see I was right Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the lesson here I'm not sure what the lesson was, but that that was not it. In the Glee boot, Blaine is bisexual. That's just uh, that's just for the Glee boot. This will this arc will happen, and Kurt will be proven wrong. And so will Rachel. Everyone will learn a lesson. Everyone is wrong. It's called the Glee messy, where everyone's wrong. Yeah, this was a gross story. I've remembered this storyline, and I've been dreading it. Since we started this podcast, interesting. I, yeah, I don't did remember not it. remember it at all. Uh, I was not thrilled about it. 
I, wow. I straight up thought you picked this episode because of this storyline so you could destroy it. I, I don't remember. I personally don't remember picking this episode, but I probably did because I love Kessa. So <laughs> that adds up. I probably thought of that one dance, but I had no idea about this. Like, I don't know if this is the B or the C plot, really. Uh, but I did not remember it at all, and I was truly shocked. Surprise! Yeah, I was like, "What?" It's the old Glee one-two punch, right to the yeah. gut. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, let's just blast through this shoe storyline and get it over with. Oh yeah, so, I oh, forgot about this. So Sue, Mr. Shoe wants to be friends with Emma. Sue is all like, "You're going to be an alcoholic because I'm going to beat you at regionals, and all you have is your Glee club." Because Emma asks, what's going on with your life? And all she can talk about is the Glee Club. Um, so he talks with Beast, and then he's, he decides he needs to get out more. So Beast and him go out to a honky-tonk bar. They sing one one whiskey, one bourbon, and one beer. Something uh, like that. Yeah, it's a country song. It and looked like a really fun bar. It except did. I distinctly remember thinking there are no people of color. I um I remembered a line before they even started singing where the MC slash guitar player was like, it's where the men are men and the sheep are scared. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? What, what was that? I missed that. I, I skipped that. over the whole bar scene. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I missed that line. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Where the men are men and the sheep are scared. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. And I was like, what does that mean? Maybe I don't want to know. Let's keep that Pandora's box closed. (laughs) (laughs) But they sing a song. It's really uncomfy. Uh, The dancing's kind of fun, I guess. It's not really my kind of dancing, but like, it was a a fun time, I guess, by a certain people who like country music. It just looked like people were having fun. Yeah. And we're stuck and shut in and we want to go out to bars. Yeah, literally anywhere. True. <laughs> I will literally go to a honky-tonk bar. <laughs> I There uh, is a honky-tonk bar in Boston that is actually quite fun. Really? There's yeah. a cowboy-themed strippers club in West Hollywood. We could go there when they open. Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I live in the South, so there are a ton of honky-tonk bars. I probably have three surrounding me right now. Hannah's like, I'm actually in one right now. <laughs> That's where my studio is. Uh, so then he, when he gets home, Beast takes him home, and he they're talking about nothing's wrong with, with getting drunk. We were being safe. But then he decides to grade papers while drinking. Well, wait, before that, so basically it becomes a like a lesson for both the children who are watching and the parents like it's an after school special for both like hey kids shouldn't drink but also we can't really lecture them not to because we do it too and it's like this weird (laughs) nebulous lecture and I'm like yeah what and then she kisses him before she leaves why I don't know I don't know and they also say oh we can't stop them from doing it so Let's just hope that they're doing it safely. And I was like, that's, hmm. But, uh, what, I don't, what kind of stance is that? Yeah, I don't think that, again, Glee covers everything. None of it well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I decided I don't like Shu trying to be friends with anyone. He tries to be friends with Emma at the beginning of the episode, and then he's friends with Beast, and I'm like, I don't like him being friends with anyone. I really like Beast. I don't like Shu and Beast. On Will's storyline, I couldn't remember if this was post-Rocky Horror, but I had to imagine it was because of the way that, like, their interactions were. But that was, like, one of my questions I wrote. It's just post-Rocky Horror. I think that was the episode we published today, right? Yeah. Yep. So we just published it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I published Or uh, Cullen published it. I edited that one. Uncomfy episode. Yeah. I got to relive it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he decides to grade papers while drinking like a fucking idiot he gives and everyone then... a pluses although i have to say another really good one-liner and i have to say it goes to shoe though is he goes i don't even know who you are when he's like <laughs> i was like okay that's actually kind of funny and then he drunk dials emma and it's all like well we don't hear what he says he we hear like Hey, sexy lady. It's almost as bad as baby talk. (laughs) And then, like, well, the thing is, like, he drops his phone and he clicks something. He's not really paying attention. So we think it's Emma. But it turns out he sent it to Sue, who puts it over the loudspeaker. What? How does that happen in a school? That would never happen in any school. (laughs) She calls him alcoholic teen vomit fetishist and I died. (laughs) (laughs) Good like spiky one-liners. That's what I call them. Spiky one-liners. Because they just like jab you in the side. Could you imagine going to high school and having over the loudspeakers teachers like exposing voicemails that other teachers had left them for students? That's, That's a weird concept, is it not? I go to school every day. I did that anyway, but she also she's like, You've just been publicly humiliated. And I was like, This isn't the first time. Like Emma like ran him over the rails one time and called him a man whore. Like he's used to this. Also, <laughs> way to be an example to students not to bully. Great job. Yeah, she doesn't stand for bullying, but she does it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, is she... an anomaly. It's a characterization nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> And she, it's like the the voicemail is him being like, I love your cute little gloves. And why don't we just come over? Um, Why don't we just come over? Roll around the hay. But then he also says, I was riding a, um, what is it? Uh, A bull. A mechanical bull. And I was thinking of you. And I was like, no. 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 No, 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 no. Yeah. And we never got Emma's like full reaction to that. She looked happy. She heard it too. It was weird. I know, I was really freaked I out. Wanted, I wanted her to confront him in the hallway and be like, you're disgusting, I'm married, please leave me alone. But it didn't look like that was what was going to happen. No. Yeah. So then he is also, he's like, he admits to being an alcoholic suddenly <laughs> and decides that he's going to not drink anymore. Okay, I still don't understand why Sue randomly thinks that he's an alcoholic at the beginning of the episode. I think she's just trying to get in his head. So it's just a random and then thing. And then it happened to work out for her. It happened to work out for Sue yeah. that he got super drunk and she could prove it. I wish she had somehow like connected his alcoholism to his curly hair. Oh, Me too. yeah. Yeah, all of the... Because then it wouldn't make sense, all but it would make more sense. All of the fermentation has made his hair all curly. 
We'll we'll think of something for the glee boot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now it is Tina time. Dun da da. Tina had a grand total of two lines. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She really shined this episode. She was visible though. In the in the background and then also sometimes in the foreground. <laughs> I'm trying to help her out. Give her some more credit. We love, we love our girl Tina. Nowhere in the mid-ground though. We didn't see her there. <laughs> so now it's time for MVPs and LVPs. So Nicole, who is your least favorite character this episode? The three-way tie. <laughs> All right, hit up. Kurt. Hmm. Rachel. Hmm. And Will. Yeah. Valid. The main yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a three-way tie. It just, like, was annoyed with all of them. Mm-hmm. All three of them, I should yeah. say. Yeah, I said, uh, I put shoe down for saying he was riding a bull and thought of Emma. I thought that was just mm-hmm. unforgivable. I couldn't stand it. I'm actually going to go with Finn this episode, even though he didn't have, like, mm. a huge storyline or anything. I really hated the fact that he called Rachel a, a needy drunk and had stereotypes for all of the girls, yes. but none of the guys. And it just, it really pissed me off. Valid. I'm going with uh, Kurt the Biphobe. Mm who even before even before I was woke in any sense of the word, I remember seeing this scene and being like, I feel like this is offensive. <laughs> but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this feels wrong to me. The millennial uh, experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just really want to do the glee boot now so I can give Kurt this comeuppance in our alternate version where Blaine is by. Mm-hmm. Nicole, who is your favorite character this week? Um... I liked Brittany's rendition of TikTok, so I guess Brittany. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She, her dancing, like, never ceases to amaze me. Like, it's she's so good at dancing. And the cover was really, really awesome. I'm actually going with Sue this week just because I enjoy when Shu gets humiliated. And even though it was super convenient <laughs> that it worked out for her, I enjoyed her calling him an alcoholic teen vomit fetishist. <laughs> I'm going to go with Beast. Hmm. I think in this episode, she absolutely, like, shined in her element in the Honky Tonk Bar. I've never seen her so at home anywhere. And it was just, it was fun to watch. Because I think she's a really great character and she deserves more of, well, just, just more. I'm going with Brittany also, because I loved the Kesha number. And I loved when... Quinn says to Sue, to Shue, is that a fair amount of the pot calling Kettle Black? And Brittany turns to Mercedes. That is so racist. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Mercedes is like rightly flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, flabbergasted <laughs> is a good word. Yeah, but I love Brittany. Now, time for least favorite and favorite song. Nicole, what was your least favorite song this week? Um, I guess the one that I didn't listen to, which was the country one because I skipped over it <laughs> yeah I wrote whatever country atrocity shoe and beast did I couldn't even bother to look up the, num- the name of the song I'm sorry to the original artist <laughs> okay I need a, a full rundown of the songs again my headband country we're song we're counting my headband <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. doesn't count 
Yes, it does. It should be on the soundtrack, even though it's Is not. Is the country song on the uh, soundtrack? I don't know. I hope not. Uh, the country song, Don't You Want Me Baby, uh, Kesha, TikTok, or as Principal Fagan says, Tick and also Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, blame it on the alcohol. I think that's it. And that, that's it. Yeah. Okay. If we're counting headband, I'm going with headband. If we're not counting headband, I'm going with blame it on the alcohol. Interesting. Headband's just a terrible song. Um, blame it on the alcohol. I think I've only heard that like once and I didn't really like the original. And then I didn't, I really didn't like the fact that they all came to school drunk and started drinking Bloody Marys and Artie was the crux of it all. And it just, it just didn't, I didn't like the song either. So gonna go with that. I'm going to go with the country song. It's my least favorite. Not a fan. Um, Nicole, what was your favorite song? TikTok. TikTok. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually, it was sort of between that and Don't You Want Me. And I actually went with Don't You Want Me because I do actually really love that cover. I think uh, Blaine and Rachel do a really good job together. So I'm going to go with Don't You Want Me. Imagine if they had let them date for like a couple episodes. Oh, that would have been so much fun. Yeah. There's so much fun stuff to be had there because like they both have seem to have a lot in common and it could be fun to give Rachel a little bit of pep and then also like dig into Blaine exploring his sexuality. I think that would be great. I also agree that they would have been great together and that many a duet they would have done together while they were dating (laughs) would also be great because their voices are so compatible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to go with TikTok as my favorite song. Wow. It's Bob. I was singing to it. It was also pretty fun because we watched with the subtitles so I finally knew what the words were. (laughs) oh that's great um yeah i'm going with tiktok (laughs) tiktok for me too i love kesha i love that song it was a fun cover it was a fun scene with like the vomit a plus glee boot supports kesha (laughs) this is a pro kesha podcast yes and so that is it for this week. Nicole, do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, Nikki M. Fell. That's really it. Cool. Is that N-I-C-K-Y? Oh, N-I-K-K-I. Gotcha. Okay. Hannah, do you want to plug our SoMe's? Yes, we are at Glee Boot Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then we're also uh, Glee Boot Podcast.tumblr.com. No, I thought we were Glee Boot Pod.tumblr.com. Oh my God, are we Glee Boot Pod? <laughs> yeah. I will never get it right. Hold on. Glee Boot, you're right. Glee Boot Pod.tumblr.com. Guys, I'm so unreliable. <laughs> do mine, do mine. And then Alyssa is a.m.swearingen, S-W-E-A-R-I-N-G-E-N, on Instagram. Yeah! We also have an awesome five-star review this week on iTunes from Bluebird Tea Drinker. And it is, this podcast has me laughing out loud alone in my apartment so much, I think my neighbors probably think I'm insane. Just the right mix of silly humor and intelligent social commentary. Thank you so much, uh, Bluebird Tea Drinker, for thinking we're intelligent and also pretty funny. If you guys want to also keep giving us five-star reviews, it really helps us boost our ratings so that we can get seen by even more uh, listeners just like you. I am your boy Ryan, Y-A-B-O-I Ryan on YouTube, and your boy Ryan 99 on Instagram and TikTok. 
Woo. Nicole, thank you so much for being on. I hope you had a good time. Yes. Thanks for having me. Hope I wasn't too much of a hater for everyone. No, uh, no just. I am often the haterist hater, and it's so good to have someone here also hating with me. <laughs> yeah, this was a. I I knew Glee was more problematic than I remembered. Uh, Watching this episode really slap in the face. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. This is a show we all like. Well, tune in next week, everybody, for an episode called Sexy, which can only mean good things. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.